Hello, welcome back to Story Molder. I'm Vern. Today's story is entitled Christmas in the Bottom. Once upon a time, in a rundown community called the Bottom, there lived a family of nine. The Bottom was a neighborhood of poor people barely making ends meet. The housing in the Bottom were dilapidated wood shanty shacks with rusty tin roofs. They were so small, they barely provided room for the families. Food insecurity, not enough to eat, was normal in the bottom. Overall, life in the bottom was a struggle. Early every morning, many of the men from the bottom congregated at the corner, the neighborhood grocery store, to try to catch a hustle as a day laborer. If the men were lucky enough, they got hired. They desperately piled on the back of a big truck as if they had won the lottery. Those fathers, brothers, sons, uncles, and nephews would not be seen again until night. But at night, When the men returned home to their families, they had cash money. This particular father returned home with food on the one arm and a small treat for his kids in the other. He brought their favorite treat, butter and coconut cookies. The kids looked forward to the occasional treats, but during this time of year, the children were desperately hopeful and dreamed that this year Santa would not forget about them. One Christmas Eve afternoon, a college student was canvassing the bottom, collecting information for his research project on underprivileged neighborhoods. As he passed this particular house, he heard a hurtful cry amidst an argument. Then a little girl screamed, There is a Santa! The college student stopped in his tracks and moved to the edge of the front yard to listen. He took the liberty and walked to the side of the house and looked through the window, feeling that he was trespassing and going way beyond his authority. He looked inside through the window. There were three beds that lined the back of the tiny shack. A small fireplace hugged the left wall. The tiny kitchen flanked the right wall. Sitting at the foot of the middle bed like a king on his throne was the eldest son. Like his subject, his siblings sat on the floor in front of him. The eldest son said, There is no such thing as a Santa Claus. That's what grown-ups made up. But Mama said there's a Santa, screamed a teary-eyed little girl. No, there ain't no Santa, the eldest brother responded. She's just trying to fool you so that you can behave until Christmas. Another child with his legs crossed angry said, Mama don't lie. If she said there's a Santa Claus, there is. The eldest brother spat back. 
with authority. Well, why didn't Santa give her the new pair of shoes she asked for? What about Papa? He said there's a Santa. You gonna call him a liar too? The children began to argue back and forth. He said Santa knows magic and can come through keyholes and down our small skinny chimney. And another child chimed in. And he can also come through doors and windows without them being open. Everyone looked at the objects as they were named. The student in the window ducked so that he would not be seen. Then the little girl who was crying spoke through her tears and said, I know there is a Santa. There is a Santa. The oldest son said, If there's a Santa, why has he never come here? A younger son said, He missed our house because he can't see good at night with his eyeglasses and we don't have street lights so that he can see our house. Then yet another boy said, Maybe he does not come to the bottom. Maybe he only finds those people who have good house lighting and some money. Then the tear-faced girl stood up, walked to the window, pressed her hands and face on the window, and looked up to the sky with hopeful eyes. It was a difficult conversation for her to hear. The eldest boy said, okay, I'll prove to you that there is no Santa. I will leave the light on in the window so he can see our house and all of us will pray twice as hard for him to see our house and come. If you all have been good, we will see if Santa comes. The tear-eyed little girl turned around and said, I've been good all year. The others echoed in her sentiment. Me too, me too, me too. The little girl moved from the window as her eldest brother put the lamp on the windowsill. The eldest son said, okay, let's pray. The college student repositioned himself to watch as all the children got down on their little knees, closed their eyes, and folded their little hands together. They repeated after their brother, please, good Lord, Send Santa to our house. Amen. They all stood up with satisfied looks on their faces. The college student peeled himself away from the window. He was deeply moved. He walked away from the side of the house and decided to go back home to his side of town. As he was walking back up the street, he heard the kids yell, Mama's home! The student turned and watched as all the kids poured out of the house to hug their mama on different parts of her body. He looked back with a big smile on his face. The battle-worn face of the woman had a huge smile on her face. She said, Lord, children, you about to knock me over. She walked inside the house and said, you kids are so sweet. You put the lamp in the window so I could see my way when I got home. Ah! As she was about to move the lamp to the table where it belonged, the children yelled in unison, Don't move it! 
is for Santa to find our house tonight. She hesitated and smiled at her children's effort. She thought about her kids' desire and tears began to roll down her face. She pulled them all into her big bosom and said, my sweet, sweet children, I don't believe Santa is going to find our house tonight. The eldest son said, I told them that. The mother looked at him with a scornful face and said, Hush your mouth. And she left the lamp on the windowsill. When the college student got home, he pulled out his bank statement. He had saved money for his college tuition and books for the next semester. He looked long and hard in deep contemplation on how he could be a blessing to the old children's life. The thought of those kids not having a Christmas was really painful for him. He remembered his own joyful childhood Christmas experiences. He felt so sad that these kids would be deprived of the experience of the joy of Christmas. Not only that, but he also felt that the children's hopes and dreams were in jeopardy of being forever shaken. Even the youngest one might be affected and give up hope. How can I help keep hope alive, he mumbled. Suddenly, he took his checkbook and went shopping. He bought so much stuff, people looked at him as if he was buying for a house full of kids, which he was. Then he thought, I have to get a dress for their mother, and he did. Later that night, he carried everything to the shanty house and put them on the steps. He wrote a note that read, I am getting old and didn't see your house. Also, I am getting fat and couldn't get down that little tiny skinny chimney of yours. Please forgive me, Santa Claus. On Christmas Day, the mother woke up and saw the steps were full of gifts. She called for the children and they came running and saw it too. The little five-year-old said gleefully, I told you, there is a Santa. The older son did not respond. When he saw his friend later, he told him, if you say there is no Santa again, I'll punch you hard in the mouth. At the beginning of the school year, the college student had a big smile on his face and a warm feeling in his heart. When he looked at his depleted checkbook and mounting school debt, he did feel the true spirit of Christmas and the joy of giving. He joyfully got a part-time job to pay his tuition. Seek to be a blessing in someone's life and give unselfishly. Keep hope alive. Thank you for stopping by and listening to another wonderful story. Come back as often as you like. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Goodbye for now.